Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them end. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. It is a Star Wars episode, so I'm here with my man, Matt. What up, Matt? What up, Jim? What up? And we have two issues. We're still catching up. We'll be caught up after this. We have Dr. Afra, and we have the proper Star Wars book. And these kind of do go well together. You end up having stuff about the Luke Skywalker and his faulty lightsaber and also his bad connection to the Force. But it's one of those where, I don't know, things and people were talking about how these books go. And we think Afra's a bit delayed because of how it all goes. But you could kind of just go with the flow. I, yeah. I end up where I saw a lot of people really like, well, what about this to that to this? I'm just here to read the books. And as <laughs> long as I can kind of say, all right, well, this might have happened before this happened, then it's fine. I don't think that anything really goes completely against something else. It just might be a timing issue, but that that's fine. And mm-hmm. we're going to start with Afra. came out last week as we're recording this right now, but... There's a couple things that we talked about already with this book leading into it. You have Luke. He's in the book. This seems like, okay, Afro sales might be a little down. Let's get Luke Skywalker in here. But is it weird that it's almost like they're like doing a whole retooling of things of, hey, by the way, that nonsense of a recap that nobody could read. We're fixing that. We're going to have the font is different. How it looks is different. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Simple. Doesn't it doesn't it look a little bit like empty though though? They have to do maybe get the font of the actual recap a little bigger. I think it looks kind of Yeah, the creative team's a little too big on the page. You know and what the I mean? Like too they, small. they might have to readjust some of the sizing uh, to each other, but I can read it. I'm not gonna have no, I still have problems. But <laughs> the also the other thing I laugh at is you also have what I love in books. You have the little bubbles with the characters. The problem is it's Dr. Afra, Luke Skywalker, and Archer Teacher. I really don't need to know that much of it, obviously. You don't need any of them. I mean, we know all of them. We're reading Dr. Afra, and you know Luke and uh, Archer Teacher. It's so, so funny. They do that when <laughs> this book had really had a problem with the m- multitude of characters just thrown in. And I was reading some stuff of people who end up, you know, going online and talking about the store stuff. And they seem very positive about this whole run of Alyssa Wong. Me and you are a little down on it. We were, we started out pretty, you know, good with it. It kind of got a little drawn out, but even the people who are being positive about it, they do bring up the idea that it's good to, you know, let's shed some of this nonsense and get to some core characters, which this does. And also brought up something that we kept saying, the last arc, the, uh, the Spark Eternal went on too long, and characters, you can have as many characters as you want. Half of them stood in the background twiddling their thumbs. They were never used. They just didn't seem to have anything to do. Mm-hmm. So just having Afra, Luke, and R2, you you would think that, all right, we're, we're kind of getting back to basics. You're going to end up even in this story, this issue, bring back you know, some of callbacks from Afra's past and things like that. So I think that this is a bit of a soft little reset of how they're having Alyssa Wong tell these stories and making them more important by just having Luke here right away. I want it more R2 is what I wanted. I like that he argues with Afra is pretty fun, but it is 
Star Wars Doctor Afro number 32. And it's called Ripple Effect, written by Alyssa Wong, art by Mink Yu Young, colors by Rachel Rosenberg, VCs Joe Carmagna on letters. So even with a kind of, like I said, a soft restart kind of, re- it's not really, but it feels that way. Still mm-hmm. have the same creative team, though. Yeah, They're still going to go forward with that. But I think that it's one of those where maybe editorial said, we got to streamline this and get people back on board, which hopefully this does. After Dr. Afra's harrowing experience with the Spark Eternal, she finally got a chance to talk to the team of allies, frenemies, and exes responsible for helping evict the Spark from her mind. Now Afra is starting on her next quest, and it involves Luke Skywalker. So pretty easy to go with. You end up having the continue from the last cliffhanger where she has kidnapped Luke. We find out she's deactivated R2 for now, put a restraining bolt on him. The problem I have, though, is she has, I mean, it's one thing to grab Luke and knock him out, which is <laughs> what she did. I don't know that you have to tie his hands behind his back and give him a gag and then put him in a trunk. You really, what are you it's doing here? over the here? top, yes, yeah, It much. is over the top. So you end up when she opens it, this is not a good way to say to Luke, hey, by the way, I want to help you. That's what she says then. And the whole play really hinges on Luke being, you know, Kind of a nice guy. And mm-hmm. he is, uh, you know, pure of heart, Jedi, all that is what Afra is, you know, going with here. But I don't know. Luke has to do something, get some balls, I hate to say, or something like that. Because as we go forward with this, he just trusts Afra after being locked in a trunk and gagged. He Part of his personality is naive and innocent. Too, it is so. naive and innocent. The problem I have, though. He's not dumb, right? <laughs> no, you know, not maybe dumb. some people will. I'm a Luke guy. If you're a Han guy, maybe you'll go with, like you said, naive. He's, He's not, not street so smart. savvy. He's not yeah. street smart. They reference the story in this that this has kind of happened before. Afra has gone to kidnap him for Darth Vader back in her run, the previous run. So naive's one thing, but, you know, fool me once, that sort of thing. He should know better by now. He's naive, but not dumb. I know that he's going to be very intrigued by the idea that she does end up having a Jedi holo that does point to a temple. He is having problems with the Force. He's having problems with the lightsaber. So this could be him in the back. Like I say that he's still naive, as well as you saying, maybe he's like crazy like a fox here. That he's like, okay, listen, I'm going to pretend that I'm not. But it is weird that there's no real problem with him just getting tied up in a trunk and then, okay, I'm there. But it is more of that temple and being intrigued by it. And there's some sort of big, strong thing in the force that originally they ended up having the Sassoon temple, not designer jeans, the temple. And they wanted to be able to keep this force from the Sith. So the thing is, in my mind, I mean, if Luke is smart, which I'm trying to, you know, convince people of, maybe you just leave this alone. I know that Luke is intrigued. He wants, but the idea that you're going to go and try to get into a temple with somebody who did work with Darth Vader at one point, may not now, but still, you might unleash something that you may not want to unleash, especially, you know, with the Emperor and Darth Vader out there. But you know, it intrigues Luke. I love the idea that Afra, it's like the classic. She's making pretty much space coffee, right? She's making calf. And she's calf. like, hey, you want some calf? Uh, to me, it's like straight line caffeine, 
where, you know, you, you drink it. And next thing you know, it's like me on Adderall, like bouncing <laughs> off the walls. Yeah. But he ends up like, do you want some? No. Okay, here you go. And then he takes it. Like, why, why is he taking it? Uh, but he was worried about R2. And she says, I had a restraining bolt on him. And the minute that she ends up saying, okay, R2 is fine, he ends up getting out of his bindings. It's just to show you that he's kind of clever. And this may come into play. Maybe they end up getting tied up later. And we mm-hmm. know that he can do this. But they find out about this temple. The only way that you can get in it is if you're a pure at heart Jedi. Not too many of those around. Afra has gone and got the one person she thinks could get in. And then the idea of also Luke being naive, Afra will tip her hand like three times in this of that she's in it for herself. And then it's almost like the idea is like, I'm going to kill you. And you're like, what'd you say? And then I make up enough. <laughs> I said that I'm going to will you. And yeah. you're like, that keeps falling for it. She just wants money or a prize or yeah. whatever it is. I mean, that's her thing. And I, Luke knows this. I mean, <laughs> and they have, he knows the connection with Darth. She doesn't quite know his connection because he hasn't really told anybody that with the Darth, but it's kind of a cool play here. Uh, but they do even allude to it. Like, maybe this would give you an edge over a certain Sith Lord, right? I love that she says that. There's, that that's not really, there's not many options there. No, you know what I mean? Two. It's like, yeah, I think he, she actually <laughs> might say it might mean both because the idea I'd like a fluke's like, what do you mean? Who are you talking? But they end up going to this session and as they go in the whole planet, this is something that we have seen a bunch of times, even in these Star Wars books. We've had a bunch of times they've gone to a planet that's covered in storm and stuff while they go there. All of the navigation systems go offline. Luke loses his mind, but then seems very inspired a panel later because they're going to have to fly in without the use of any sort of tech here. They're going to go, but but they can't see anything. Afra mm-hmm. wants to bail. She thinks that maybe this storm around this planet, that it will dissipate. It'll die down. So let's hover above. Let's wait. I don't think that'll ever be the case anyway. No, you got to fly through it. Yeah. And so Luke says i hear something i i hear something <laughs> you know making me and then you do have to see it's like this crystalline bell kind of looks cool with the crystals but he says believe me it's this is some force thing i can hear it let's go and they do go in and the only one with any sense is r2 who finally just you know you could just imagine what he's yelling at that one <laughs> point but they do go through and then boom they there's the temples pretty cool I mean, it looks really it's neat. It's all right. They're like, this is beautiful. I'm like, eh, it's okay. Yeah, I, I just think it's kind of a cool play. It gives you that feel. Floating in the uh, middle you know, of the, the storm. You know, the Star Wars feel in the middle of the storm. And yeah, they're like, oh, and that, that's where I'm Hey, that, my friend, is our payday. What do you mean by payday? And she's like, you know, it's uh, figuratively. We just did the thing. And he's like, oh, okay. And they <laughs> walk in. And then the big play here and what has been in most of these books now for a while even before the whole hidden empire and that surge of the force that ran through and you know the idea that sometimes the force is wildly you know over the top and sometimes you lose it luke has had problems connecting with the force he's had this he's blamed yoda he will even in the next issue we do here but you're gonna really play with that hidden empire thing but when they go into this she's like Ever says, okay, well, do you think Jedi go your pure heart, whatnot? And he's like, all right. And then he can't do it. He ends up, I mean, it's stage fright. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was going to go with something a little more sexy, but (laughs) that's what it is. I mean, I'm telling you, he's like, oh, no, I'm surprised. She's like, there's pills for that, you know, but yeah. He can't get into this. He says, uh, the force, I can't use it. Sometimes it's not working. She's like, really? Like the one guy that I went and got and you're having these problems. But the big play is that sometimes it gets way over the top. We see a bit of the, you know, the play of him and those robots when they ended up having that in Star Wars. And then sometimes he doesn't have it at all. And she ends up thinking back and saying, oh, it's just like him. Which is Darth, which is more of a like, because th- that's before he's just a jerk. I mean, he's a Sith, but still, you kind of connect it to that. And then she's like, oh man, why is this? I tried to get you. But then they suddenly get attacked by these crystal monsters that seem to form out of the ground. So you end up having it. And the, the thing that I don't love in this issue is because Aphra's here, it has to be some form of attack. As well as a Jedi thing, yeah, so that African do something mm-hmm. about it. I don't think of these things as anything that was triggered by tech. And, and when Africa goes and she's looking around, she finds this little thing that, you know, circuit oh, board. here's the circuit board. Here's the thing that went. Did she destroy it by ripping it out of the ground? or did, I thought or that did, was a lever at first, but I, it's like she was digging in the ground to grab this thing and it's broken, but. I think I think Luke did all the work and she kind of acted like she did something. That's what I think. That's it is. what I thought too. And at the point, Luke goes to use his lightsaber to fight this thing, and it's fritzing out, as we know. <laughs> but then he's able to use it to cut this thing's arm off. But then he yells to Avra, "Oh my God, we got to do something here. It's going to reform." She, like I said, she goes and grabs and like, "There you are." She thinks that this is all, you know, like I said, tech that was triggered here. Oh my God! And she says. There you are, little magnetic wave emitter. I bet you're broken. You're kidding me. I can't turn it off. Then she does lie later and says, oh, I turned it off. Yeah, I think she lies. In that, I'm like, well, how did it get activated? Did you break it when you ripped it out of the ground? <laughs> or was it just Because it had to do something. It's one thing if they got there and those things were running wild already. There was no way to turn them off. But if you go to this, how were they turned on? You know, if that maybe by, you know, sweet nothings and a drink, maybe that's how they were turned on. I don't know. I don't know why we're getting sexy here. But the idea of all this and them fighting and they're like these monsters, they're just like the the surrounding, you know, storms. I'm like, oh, okay. But then they end up when they do defeat these things together and Afra takes all the credit there. They end up the whole place like caves in. So is this the force? Letting them go in, and that's just how you would normally go in? Or could Afro have just come here, defeated those things by grabbing that switch, and end up just falling through the cave-in? Like a trapdoor. Right? So they end up falling down into a pool. And I like, I mean, I do like where Luke is concerned with R2, because R2 doesn't hit the pool. He face plants on the platform there. I'm like, oh, poor R2's having a rough issue. He's, uh, he's... Does it look to you that I don't think it is because I think it's on the wall, but it looks like R2 was a little misguided that he ended up where as he was falling, he thought he could, you know, do the rocket legs. Yeah, he turned his rockets on. There's fire there. But he was like, it's weird. Like but he, he was the, rocketed he was himself the into the ground. Yeah, he made it worse. <laughs> he, he didn't know if he was facing up or down and <laughs> rocketed right into the ground. Like, oh, my God. And Luke's worried. Oh, my God. And then you have Afra say, I'm sure he's fine. Who puts a pool under? I'm like, what did you want under there? Did you want a spiked floor? 
Like, yeah. That pool saved you, but she says, who a puts snake the pool pit? under? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, like all of a sudden the rancor's out there. I'd be so happy if I fell into a pool. I know the water's pink, but still. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Yeah. Really. I heard a really, really <laughs> awful, awful story about pink water yesterday that that had to do with Uh-oh. Lane Staley. Of the, uh, of, uh, what's it Allison called? Allison Chains. Allison Chains. I'll tell you after. Oh, it's disgusting. Uh, but you end up where she says, who would put a pool here? Oh, Jedi. And you do see two Jedi. Most people that I saw, and I think they might be right, is that this is a hologram. That is, it looks like the Jedi who did send the communique, that Jedi holo, which obviously is like, hey, here's a history of this. So I think that this might be some sort of force hologram sort of force deal to welcome them there and hopefully luke gets you know a little bit of info on the force and things like that as we go we'll see but that's a it's a pretty cool ending and this issue isn't terrible it's actually it does feel like okay now we're doing some classic afro stuff but with luke as well makes it even better so i actually liked it enough as we went through it just was a very quick read and some of the things are a little forced to go forward but I guess I don't really want to have Luke arguing with Afra for three pages about why he should join in and stuff. He sees the holo. He hears Jedi Temple. We we know that he's been going around to them. So this is something he didn't know about. And he's going and probably thinks for himself, I might be able to figure out some stuff with the Force here. So uh, I'm down with that. It's just that yeah. Afra, you know, it's going to stab him in the back at one point and run. So we'll have to see what happens there. Or hopefully Luke saves her butt and she actually feels like she owes him one. I do think that through this, though, Alyssa Wong wants to keep having that, like, what does a girl have to do? Or what does a girl? She keeps saying stuff like that, which was uh, kind of drive me a little nuts. But overall, I thought <laughs> it was pretty good. And the art's as good as it, it is. It was yeah. pretty cool. Uh, what would you give it? I, I Like you said, I think this is a reset set to at least get Afro back to uh, what she's best at doing, which is these kind of things. 7.5, I'd give it. Yeah, I'd give it a 7.5 as well. I think yeah. that that's a pretty well, I'm cool positive score. more than I have we've been in the past. So. Yeah, and that is that is a upgrade from what we had. And actually, I'm more positive at the end of this issue than I've been in months upon months, pretty much since the end of the War of the Bounty Hunters. This, yeah. I think, is the best issue going forward that we've had. So I'm excited about that. And again, it doesn't hurt that Luke's in it, but I really do like that Afra's just back by herself doing afra stuff and you know what we always love we love when we see little you know deals where she's remembering darth vader and stuff like that and it seems like it's all going to a head where she might have to confront vader finally so we'll get to that yeah i mean i'm trying to think does does could could this issue happen without luke in it probably with with just her by herself like i said if she went and thought ask i it's kind of cool it's a jedi temple to get him involved but i don't like i said that Caven might have just happened anyway. And she's yeah, there, I mean, but, she could have stumbled into it another way. I don't. But having Luke helps a little bit, I think. And and you even get kind of a connection as well, where she, you know, there's mention of Han and you know yeah. some stuff like that. It's pretty cool. So you do go and the next issue, you have what seems to be the cover with Darth in the background. So kind of cool, kind of cool deal. So yeah. we'll see. And remember, the whole play of this is that there is some sort of strong force deal here that can't get in the cis hands so afra might have led luke into like the worst situation here and if this is something where that cave-in might have you know sent out where darth can end up sensing 
you know, a, a deal in the force here and might end up showing up. And he's just, I mean, I know that he's there. And really, we end up where we said, you got to get the sales up. You have Luke. Now you have a cover with Luke and Darth. I mean, there you go. That That's what you do if you want sales to be up. So I'm down with that. But we'll yeah. move on to the next book, which is the Star Wars book proper here. It is Star Wars number 35. I have to get to the beginning. Of course, and here we go. It is In the Clutches of Dr. Queda. You have it written by Charles Sewell, art by Medbev, Medbeck, Musa Bekoff. I don't think go. I've ever said that name. <laughs> no, you said it the last few issues. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God, I don't even remember. Rachel Rosenberg colors and VCs Clayton Kells on letters, and it says, after the damage to Luke's lightsaber sustained at the hands of the kill droids in no space, Luke was in need of a new Jedi weapon. He and R2 traveled to the Imperial-occupied planet of Christophsis in search of Kyber and met up with the mysterious Greta. Oh, my God. It is How Greta. Dare How dare you? Who has her own personal vendetta against the Empire. She agreed to help Luke on his quest, but soon afterward, a huge creature attacked them. Luckily, the Kyber expert they were searching for arrived just in time, but he wants Luke's lightsaber. It's not that sus. This guy... No ends up playing out like he's kind of sus but it ends up being that idea of oh no no i'm just into the science of things you mentioned he's in the science <laughs> and the blink is what this guy is <laughs> he does look like little john look at look at those things all over he's ringo star little john they got all these kybers going on but really you end up where this guy wants a lightsaber we know that He's just going to check it out, right? Yeah, I mean, he's like repairing it. He's all about the science, not, like you said. I don't think you're fooling anybody by like, you want my lightsaber? <laughs> Naive Luke, why? Well, it's broken, right? Like, let's go. And so you end up where he's going to help out. And you, you jump back and forth to see if this Koeda is on the up and up. He seems to be. He's just a little eccentric. It seems yeah, like he's exactly. not a people person. He's really into the crystals. And you can sit there. If this wasn't Star Wars and it wasn't Kyber and it wasn't the Force, you could sit there and think he's insane. The idea of, oh, it's talking to me. What do you want, little one? But like you, but you don't think that because of what it well, is. It's, but It's just that giant gun that he's carrying around that makes him seem like he's scary. Otherwise, he's harmless. Also, those weird eyes. It's like eight feet tall I, gun. Yeah, really. Well, you know, he, he likes to hunt things. <laughs> the deal, like it does look like almost like a sand person gun when they ended up where they almost shot yes, at them exactly. uh, in New Hope. But you end up having this going down. And I think that the problem here is that this, and you said to me before we start, and it's true, a lot of Charles Sewell's issues, whether you might like the concepts and things like that, they just end up going A, B, C, D. You just go mm -hmm. down the line. Something's Connect introduced the to then yeah. happen. Then you do. And everybody, like both of these characters, Greta and the squad, they feel like just props. They feel like something there to push the narrative. But I don't really get any sort of feel for them, especially this Greta. At points, I'm like, okay, well, maybe she's this or that. And then at the end, she's just like, well, my job's done here. Yeah. Really? Like th that was your job? She was just there to get him to Kawata. That's it. Yeah. That's the only reason she You even she was said there. earlier, like, she just must have watched people die over over again just to wait for a Jedi. Oh, yeah. That happened Luke, last right? issue. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it seems like it was a while ago when I know. we talked about this, right? So it may it have was. been delayed a bit. Some of these Star Wars things get delayed and you don't really realize uh, until you go into it and, like, ooh, that was a while ago. But, you know, you have this whole play and you're going to have. A back and forth. Luke's going to keep telling people that the force, you know, is a little wonky. 
it's a little off. Oh, my God, you know, I'm trying to do this. But also the idea of, you know, he hasn't really been trained fully that he wants to make the lightsaber but doesn't really know how. And I do like it. This feels very Harry Potter-esque as well, like when you're Mm -hmm. picking the wand. And we kind of know this, the idea – you make your own, you kind of make it, and then you'll be connected to it more. And you play off the idea that the yellow saber he's not really connected to at all. It's just him doing, but the, you know, the one that he got from his father, that one he had more of a connection, but it's still not enough. See, you play out all that, which is nice, mm-hmm. but really. A lot of people mentioned, you told me that it does just feel like a lightsaber 101. You end up even have a play. I like the art in this a lot, but you end up where, okay, well, this is how lightsabers are made. And you go through it. And I really, really thought at this point, Luke should say, I understand this is a Jedi thing. We kind of go, but you seem to know a lot about stuff. How about I make one here? How about yeah, you, know, you watch? Here. Like, yeah. I'll do it. You don't have to tell me anything. Just And if I kind of go the wrong way, maybe give me a nudge and I'll start doing it because he starts taking apart the lightsaber and sees that R- I love where R2 has been doing some modifications as well. But Luke and R2 have been kind of changing things up. and that's Which, not was, which was really dangerous, too, because it could have blown up and killed him. I'm looking at this thing. I wouldn't touch it. I mean, no. this would be like me. Like, hey, I think I'll change the electric in my house. I'm just going to get electrocuted. But he says, if you and again. Is this a setup? Because he says, if you do this or that, what you do is make a bomb. And we have a lightsaber that's kind of on the fritz. It's not going to be his main deal. He Is he then going to use that at some point? Boom, boom, cross wires, throw it at somebody and it blows up. I don't know. It seems like that might be set up the way Charles Soule does yeah, actually do maybe. things. Uh, but you do end up where we said the crystal, it was cracked. It's almost He says it's almost in half. You can kind of not see that but he is going to fix this enough and that's kind of the thing that i hate the play by the end where he says okay it's kind of fixed it may work it may not i think that's because all of the books haven't caught up and you have times where it's not working and when it is like and maybe Afra. that yeah. yeah like Ephra, maybe that gets you out of that until we go now one of the things that i talked to you before we recorded was that how Luke is going to make his green saber in the, and it's a deleted scene for Return of the Jedi. I mean, you were talking about what would be, you know, canon, what will they play? Because they could change it, but it is a deleted scene that he makes it on Tatooine. So we'll have to see if they change anything up. But in the meantime, we're going to play, let's enter the, the realm, the of the mind, you know, deal of the crystals. Which seems kind of cool. It does, in my mind, by the end, it really reminds me of walking into the tree on Dagobah. Mm-hmm. You know, are you seeing something real? Is it something that's playing off you? But this ends up adding a bit of, you know, the force doing things. And this red crystal, which is Sith stuff, he asked him to go into it and maybe, you know, heal it. It's a little, it's a little wonky in my mind. But Luke goes in, and of the mind, he does end up seeing. The Sith. Sith eyes wide shut meeting. Oh, yeah. Like. I mean, I don't know what's going on in there. Now, some of the things you see in there, <laughs> Luke, Luke didn't realize you were supposed to put your keys in the hat when you came in, <laughs> and then the party starts. But in this, you have Sith eternal banners going on here, but you also have some things with the idea of Palpatine and some of the things we see in the sequel deal that kind of push like maybe there's an Exegol type of 
you know, connection. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Or it's just there to be like, wow. But you do have the Sith Eternal banners up, and this seems like this would be in the past. So you end up, and we, again, we've seen that. I think that's what we're getting even in the Afro book we just did. So you have this Sith. She's kind of, you know, kind of intrigued by Luke. They end up going together and she's like, I want you to experience pain and violence just like I do. We're going to do it together. And they kind of end up whooshing to Darth's castle to face Darth, but then come out of it. And it's kind of a crazy deal. Again, that's what it almost reminded me of the, the tree type deal. But whether or not this is real, if Darth is there for, and can sense this, we'll have to see. I think he might. But it's kind of a, a neat little play, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You go into the crystal more or less. It's something different, I guess. And it's intriguing. You're yeah. doing something. And he pops out. You know, Luke comes out and, yeah, this guy, oh, so what happened? He's like writing it down. It's like dream therapy. Ooh, interesting. I started actually thinking this guy might be a bit more sus like this was but then it didn't seem that by the end but he's there oh tell me what you saw oh my god that's crazy this is great because he says luke says i saw my father Mm -hmm. father was mentioned earlier with the lightsaber whether or not he this guy knows that you know i don't know that he'd think or know that darth is father unless he kind of can connect dots but still it's i saw my father oh that was crazy in that like it really does point to the idea of like (laughs) Who was your father then? I mean, crazy, but that seems like it might point to Darth. So you end up this, where this guy then says, how about this clear crystal? Now, if I'm Luke, I'm like, screw this. He's doing the scientific method. He's like, here's the red one. How's this one going to work? Let's now test this clear one now. It's like, dude, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm not your uh, guinea pig I'm here. telling you, if I was Luke and we got to keep playing what we said with Afro, that Luke's like, whatever. All right, I'm naive. I'll yeah, he and, just does whatever. <laughs> yeah, if I'm Luke, I'm like, first off, I think Luke might have pooped his pants. Maybe he needs <laughs> to have a change of clothes. But I would have been like, dude, you know, I'm not your guinea pig here. Yeah. Like, I guess, I mean, here's the play, too. You did end up having Greta waiting for, I guess this is what he needed a Jedi doing. He's been waiting all this time. So he's all fired up like, hey, how about this one? How about this one? And he gives him the clear one. And Luke says, a clear crystal? I've never seen one of those before. In my mind, I'm thinking the guy's going to say, how many have you seen, Luke? Because I don't know that you've seen many at this point. But, you know, maybe he should have said a clear crystal. I've never known of those. I've I've never read about those. But it is there. It's raw. A young little thing. Very chatty, this crystal is. But go in and see what happens. So Luke ends up doing it again. Here I go again. Boom. He's on Dagobah with Yoda. The play, though, by the end of this, this seems to be real. This seems to be, you know, Yoda through the deal, through the crystal. They are actually meeting because when Luke leaves, Yoda stays behind to talk to Obi-Wan, the ghost Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan. So it makes me believe that this is actually, you know, Yoda talking with Luke. Luke seems like, a, you know, I hate to say it, but he's kind of a prick. Like the guy can't stand up to anybody, but poor Yoda gets a a tongue lashing and then Yoda gives it back to Luke. It was kind of fun. I actually did like this connection and I'm glad that Charles Sewell doesn't go with this like, oh, Luke, here we are in this crystal and I'm going to touch your forehead and now you'll know everything because I don't know. I, I worried a bit, but it's just basically like well, why didn't you talk to me, Yoda? I've been trying to get a hold of you. I've been trying to see what's going on. You guys abandoned me. I've been having you know, problems with the Force. 
And Yoda almost just says, eh, it's all on you, buddy. It's all on you. And you got to walk your own path. You got to do things on your own. You got to do this. And until you end up, you know, almost like growing up yourself, you'll never be a Jedi either. And, and Luke gets mad about it. And he's mm-hmm. trying. And at this point, things are going bad out of the crystal. Luke, like, stop breathing. <laughs> and he's just there. And you have this Greta, like, oh, my God. Please, we got to do something. He's going to die. We got to pull him out. And you end up like Mr. You know, the science comes really in where Quad is like, no, I think we'll see how this one plays. He's writing like, stuff he, down on he his is tablet. really into this. We end up having all this go on and he's doing his research. Greta's being pissed, but it, it almost leads to you have to have Greta mad at Kawada because at the end of this, with her job seemingly done, she's now going to leave. So this would be like, well, why wouldn't she stay? This seemed to be okay. But she's like, oh, my God. But, yeah, Luke ends up where he's like, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to leave. You know, goodbye, Yoda. And it's funny. It takes him a while to do that. And Yoda says, I guess graceful exits wasn't a chapter. That was read in those, in those Jedi things because <laughs> you have Luke say, well, I'm going to read the Jedi text. I'm going to figure it out by myself. I don't I'm need do you. This. Yeah, I don't yeah. need you. And it, it feels weird. In this, I think that it all comes down to it was my plan all along. Like Yoda has to do this because Luke does have to go and do things on his own, whatnot. But for all that trouble of we better not let him go off the Bespin, this could be the worst. You got to not go to your friends. Like now Yoda's just like, eh, you already left before. Get the hell out of here. And it seems maybe like Yoda. I wanted to have that play of afterwards Yoda's crying. I, I really love you, Luke. Like the idea mm-hmm. he's doing this for his own good, which I think he is, but says, hey, you know, get going. And, and then Luke even says, why does the force disappear? I keep using it and then it goes away. Why isn't it there? Yoda basically, and I like the way he says it, when it's nighttime, does that mean the sun went away? It's still there. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good uh, analogy, I guess. It yeah. is because it's not the force that's disappearing, Luke. It's you and how the things are going with you that are making you end up like that. You're going to have to master this. You're going to end up. And I like when he says, you know, goodbye, my apprentice, even though I want I want to think it's Yoda. Like, that's his last trash talk, just to remind him and put him in his place. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, my apprentice. But then when they go, boom, you do end up Yoda having because all this time, you know, you had Obi-Wan looking from the closet in on there where it's like, hey, what are your thoughts? <laughs> He's still not ready is what Obi-Wan says. Yeah. And it's kind of like a, a reverse because you end up Yoda says, yes, but learned much. He has came here. He did even if understood what he was doing. He did not. And then you get the idea. Of, Come on, Yoda. You're nonsense. But he says then. When the time comes. So it's almost the reverse. At the one point, Obi-Wan was begging Yoda, please, you got to teach him. Oh, he's too young, you know, too mm-hmm. old. Well, I was about his age. No, no, no. He's set in his ways. No, no, no. And now it's actually Yoda saying, no, no, no. He's he's doing pretty good. I think that he's, he's going to be ready eventually when Obi-Wan says, I don't think he's going to be ready. Uh, but he says, ready, he will be. Ready? He will be. There you go. Says, and I'm like, that's cool. I like that. I like that Yoda after the trash talking because I do think that Yoda was pushing Luke towards getting inspired to do things and give some hints of what's happening. He's not going to tell him everything because he's got to forge his own path. And he he does. He has to grow up as well as just becoming a Jedi. I mean, and and 
I like the idea of the two issues we're talking about today. I will give you the fact that a lot of times you forget that this kid is just, I mean, so soon from just being a do farmer who wants to go to Toshi Station and get some power converters. Like he's not a grown, he's had some things happen, but he's still a young naive kid so i think that when yoda says the idea of you have to grow up a bit and then you'll do better that's pretty cool and so you end up but at the end it just it seems weird because he pops out Mm -hmm. all right well that was awesome i I don't know what was that real what not oh and greta's like yeah screw this i'm out of here this guy's a jerk now i did my deal i'm leaving Hey, are you going to go back to the Alliance? Even that question, like, yeah, I think. But before I, I do, I have something. He always has something else to do. When he yeah. left Hoth, R2 is like, no, no, we're not going to join him just yet. We're going to go off. He's like, always that. But that's kind of fun, too. But he ends up where he's got the green and the red crystal. And he actually said, you know, whatever is going on down here, Luke actually steps up and says, I'm taking these crystals with me. I'm taking the red one, then I'm taking the green one. I'm taking the red and the green, because when he pops out, it's green, then he has actually, you know, filled that, and we know what that kind of means. But he says, I'm taking the red one, I'm taking the green one. Whether you like it or not, Quada, I'm out of here. Quada seems like he's like, eh, I got some research, pretty cool. Yeah, I got my research. I got a million of these crystals, but. Yeah, and he's got bling and whatnot. And some people I saw pointed out that one it's like a promotional deal. It was like a book of equipment, stuff like that. I think for The Last Jedi said at one point Luke had a like a not a medallion, but a necklace with a, a red deal. And they think that maybe that's what he does with this red oh, crystal cool. that he ends up. And it's again, it's almost like maybe here's a connection with his dad, also with Darth. Maybe I can use this somewhere down the line or whatnot. But him keeping that the way they're pushing it here, it almost feels like. Oh, what is he going to do? Make a green lightsaber or a red one? But we kind of know mm-hmm. what he's going to do. It's but maybe he makes red. both. Yeah, maybe maybe on something like, error. well, when I go to face that, but yeah, it's not going to be. I think that he's just going to keep that because of the connection. Of but that if he button. sucks that Sith badness out of the red, doesn't it become a different color? Yeah, I guess. I mean, he could do that. Maybe if that's like a combined. It. Maybe he got a weird deal. Be cool, though, if he got like the dual bladed deal like a darth maul red green go at it Mm -hmm. that'd be pretty neat it'd be like a christmas lightsaber it would Um, (laughs) but with all that pretty cool yeah when i first read it i going through this a second time i kind of liked it a little more first time i read through it it is pretty like we said it's just one plus two equals three there's no real thing between you're going to set up something then you're going to get it i guess some people appreciate that but in the end, it, it feels like this is more of a, it's not a story being told, but more of like, you know, we're going through a whole, you know, deal or we're reading the text of back in the year. It feels more like it's being presented than told. I don't know how to explain it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like it has the spark of a story. It's weird, but I still liked it. I liked it by the end. What would you give it? I'd give. I'd also give this one a seven point five. I think yeah, it I has potential for the future, but it's yeah, maybe an eight. I could lean towards, but I might go yeah. to an eight. I did like. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say that I like the art a lot in it, but when Obi Wan Ghost comes in, I didn't like the way he was drawn. And then Yoda right below seems like I don't know. He gained like fifty pounds, but I didn't like <laughs> the I don't know K-pop idol Luke. At the end, when he has those two crystals, he doesn't oh, yeah. look it's very he doesn't anime look quite like yeah. He looks very manga esque all of a sudden in that, but it's kind of a cool deal. 
uh, with that all. But yeah, maybe we'll get to see this Greta again, even though I don't know. She feels like by the end, I'm sitting there, I'm like, is she just like another son of Staros? She kind of gives me that feel, or maybe even another Afra. Like, we don't really need another character like that. She didn't really, you didn't give her any sort of room to develop here. So I wonder what will happen. But all in all, Luke looks like he's one of the uh, pilots for Voltron. Yeah, he does, actually. That's what he looks like. He can go in there. That'd be pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, And then poor R2's just in the background, just beeping and booping, not doing much. I I like when R2 gets a little bit, without C-3PO, who obviously I've said before annoys me, but without C-3PO, R2 just kind of hangs in the back. I like when R2 flies around on his jet jet boots and he screams. I like when he screams. I like when he uses the flamethrower. The flamethrower is good. You know. And uses the taser on people's butts, yep. you know, an Ugnot or what. You know, just <laughs> so I, I do like that as well. Um, but all in all, I, I actually wish that this guy would have ended up being intrigued that a, a you know, an astromech droid was actually fiddling around with a lightsaber. That sounds pretty crazy. Yeah, that's serious uh, But Kawada just kind of like makes it like, really? You, you did that? that? That's pretty crazy. But yeah, it's kind of a weird deal. But overall pretty positive with these they yeah. seem to be getting into a pretty cool direction as again so people keep wondering when we're going to get to return of the jedi and then possibly go to what's next afterwards which i think most people are fired up like let's get to that because that'll be really cool you'll start doing new things and see what goes on so that's pretty even when you have in this there's been in one of these two issues, it might have been the Afro with maybe it was this one, actually, the idea of, oh, didn't you go to no, it was Afro. Didn't you go to Jedi school? And he's like, well, there's not really a Jedi school right now. I'm like, oh, that's, that's kind of <laughs> cool. Like if we get that afterwards and how they play it out. But hey, that's it. That is it. I hope everybody enjoyed us going through these a little more positive uh, for once, I guess. I don't know if anybody's mad at us uh, about it, but. I think that we're always pretty honest with these and coming in. We're not, I wouldn't say we're casuals, but we're not deep in the lore either. So we're going as just normal comic readers who love Star Wars. So for that, when I went and I was reading some of these things, I'm like, holy crap, these people are deep diving. Like, I wish that I knew that much, but I don't have the time in my life to have learned all that. So, and, and I know that there's some people are just sitting there like, I used to know everything, but then Disney took it and got rid of all the, the expanded universe. So, mm-hmm. uh, that was my one buddy was furious when that happened because he's one. If if I actually haven't talked to him in a while, he'd be one like I'd get a hold of him. What does this mean? And he'd go on for like three days. That's why I don't get a hold of him a lot anymore. <laughs> it's too much. We would we. This goes even back when we were playing hockey, and we would be on the bench. I'd, we'd get done a shift, and I'd come, and he'd be like. Hey, did you know? And I'm like, um, we're, we're playing we hockey. You know? yeah. Like, I don't need to know what that guy was thinking in the cantina. Uh, we, we got stuff going on here, but he <laughs> would do that. It was kind of funny. Uh, but all in all, thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoy the podcast, and we will talk to you all next week. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.